listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 362. Kayla Lords with the one, the only, the he's back. John Brownstone. I am. Thank I'm, God. Yeah, happy to be back. <laughs> I, You know, it's funny. I know I'm happy to be back and for like reasons that everybody would, would certainly understand or empathize with or relate to, but your I'm so happy to be back is like next level. Like I can't even compete. Like, right. I want to compete. True. Like I want my missing you to be worse, but you went through it. Next time I'll send you in my place. Oh, those people couldn't handle me. And also, I would have, I would have just taken the next flight back. I'd have been like, "Oh no, 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 no! no. I'm not here for your bullshit. None of you people make sense. You all need therapy, <laughs> and for somebody to like tell you to your face to like fuck off. Like you all need that. <laughs> so, but I'm glad you're back with me. I am, too. and you're feeling the love. I am. I know a little, just a little bit of explaining how your time away went and both boys were like hugging you and going i love you so much i know i know <laughs> i know so can you feel the love yes, yes you can i can yes, you can yep so what's funny is we're back but also we're going on break next week so <laughs> we're yeah. only back for a minute um <laughs> Yeah, we're here. Uh, welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS and the number one, so at Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Big thanks, as always, to our kinky patrons over on Patreon. Uh, quite frankly, they uh, we're grateful for them for all the reasons, but also like it's one of those places where you go and you're like, let me rant about this insanity. And I'm glad you have that space. <laughs> you yes. have that community. Yep. Uh, that's not all that we do over there. You don't just have to be like the bearer of all our bad news or anything like that you don't have to no no no. we we do other things uh <laughs> we've got a discord server where the ranting takes place uh we do a behind the scenes podcast we've got an exclusive video we do a monthly live stream we do extra little things depending on the tier you choose like we, we try to to give as much as if not more than we receive and we are grateful especially good lord in this economy for anybody who is able to be part of our community right. at any fucking tier uh <laughs> so uh if either jb rants or all the other stuff uh appeal to you and it's in your budget we would love to invite you to join our kinky community over on patreon uh just go to patreon.com slash lords that's patreon.com slash lords or use the link in the show notes uh to learn more sign up all that good stuff sure <laughs> what i said is that what you're yeah sure okay okay so the next thing you will hear might be a buzz in the background that is our handy dandy fan no. no you that was you being a buzzing <laughs> little bee uh, i do say i think i'm not sure the light <laughs> we're currently using for the youtube side of this I feel like it's putting off less heat. Like it's still warm in here. Yeah. The, what did you say? The the heat index temperature out the feels like temperature outside is 113. Um, feels like temperature at a quarter of of at at 11:45 this morning was 113 degrees Fahrenheit. And we still have two or three hours of it just getting hotter. So right. fun times, fun times. Okay. So uh, before we get into the questions, uh, a couple of announcements. One. Uh, 
the week after this episode goes out, the week that contains the date, August 16th, we are on a break. Um, we are prepping the 18 year old to get packed up who he will wait till like nine o'clock the day before we need to leave to finish packing. Cause I know him, um, he's packing to go to college, to go to his freaking college apartment, not dorm, not dorm where you get to come home, like, you know, holidays and summers. No, 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 apartment with a 12 month freaking lease. So maybe he'll come home every so often for like a day or two. <sighs> Um, I can't even use the, oh, he'll come home to do laundry because his apartment has a washer dryer. <laughs> right. I get, I get none of the perks of send your kid off and be done with them, but also they'll still come home. Um, thankfully he's an hour away. I can go see him whenever I want. <laughs> uh, but that is next week, sending the, our first kid to college. Um, the 13 year old goes, starts middle school today. What, you look confused. What happened? What you looking for? My phone is blowing up. Oh, that he can hear it in his hearing aids. I'm like, what is happening? Um, so yeah, we're taking a break, but we have our monthly regularly scheduled YouTube live stream, Friday night live stream. That will still happen August 18th. Um, will it be mostly me like complaining um, and going, I can't believe it. Probably, probably. Um, so no episode live stream podcast episode whatever the week of august 16th uh but there will be a friday night live stream so ta-da those are really the announcements um the questions we i asked for questions over at that handle i uh hate on instagram and uh, I ask for them there because the way Instagram works, it is much easier to keep them organized and that's how I like it. Um, so that's what we're going to start with. I screenshot them because I wasn't convinced I would still be able to access them later. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm trying to get to them and so there we go. Okay, so we're gonna go through these questions. I'm not even gonna try for rapid answer rapid fire y'all know us we're not even capable um i don't think we'll take questions from like the youtube live chat or anything like that um maybe but i don't think so uh just know that there are other opportunities to ask questions uh we that friday night live stream on august 18th that will be a q a and then we do a q a for our patrons once a month um, where you can ask questions there and that's actually this saturday august 12th so there are other opportunities um so let's get into these and no i'm not saying names because privacy and all that hmm. okay first question yeah i'm looking at these right yeah do you believe you have to be in a power dynamic to truly be a part of kink or bdsm no 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 power exchange is just one part of it's part right. of the ds of bdsm so mm -hmm. you can reject that part and still be kinky as sure fuck. i mean my god i've been in this long enough i have known masochists who love to you know receive all kinds of pain and they do not have a submissive bone in their body mm -mm. okay you can be in a power exchange dynamic and and not have a masochistic bone in your body right there may be a lot of kinky things that you're you're submissive you're a dom but there are other yeah plenty of kinky activities you're like that's not my jam i'm just here for the power exchange so it goes both ways and you know you can be even you you, you can be how do i say it how do i say it how, how do i say i it? don't know because you're fuzzy um, you're right <laughs> um 
I mean, even if you're not in a relationship with somebody, doesn't make you any less kinky if you're a submissive or you're a masochist. Or, I've actually seen people know, try to say the opposite, that if you're in a power exchange, you're not, somehow not part of BDSM. So the, the fact that there's something floating around out there to make somebody have to ask this to mm -hmm. wonder that if you're somehow not in a power exchange, you're somehow not kinky, like that's weird to me because dom and sub is a relationship style. Mm -hmm. so that's the power exchange. It's right. part of the, the acronym BDSM, but there's tops and bottoms. Like you, you can like giving or receiving the activity, the sensation, the whatever, mm -hmm. and never negotiate a power exchange relationship. Right. And there are plenty of kinksters. Like I've come across more kinksters who think it's not weird, but they like give some side eye to power exchange relationships because for them it's purely a top bottom mm -hmm. activity based, kink based, scene based kind of deal. So yeah. Um, next one, this one's not really a question, but more of a, I guess, give our thoughts on kind of situation. Okay. It's dealing with rejection in a DS dynamic or DS breakups, having more feeling that this person asked for multiple things. So let's talk about dealing with rejection in a, a DS dynamic. So there's two different kinds of rejection. There's the rejection of the thing you wanna do or the thing you asked for or the thing you're interested in. And then there's rejection of you as the person, which typically then leads to a breakup. So rejection of, not breakup rejection, but other mm -hmm. kind of re rejection. How would you recommend dealing with rejection in a power exchange dynamic? Um, I, I think one the, the one most important thing I, I have learned when it comes to any kind of rejection mm -hmm. um, is that it's not personal. Don't try not to take it personal. Right, it's usually about the person who's rejecting, right. saying, okay, that's not my thing, or you're mm -hmm. probably a perfectly fine human being, but you're not my person, Correct. or whatever the rejection is. Now, Correct. can people be shitty about their rejection and yeah. be like assholes? Oh, fucking course. Yeah. Again, that's about them, not mm -hmm. you, but, yeah. you know. So, you know, it, it's, it's a hard thing to do, you know, it's easy to say not to take it personally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it's a very easy thing to say. And, and you know, when you're in it at the, at the moment, it's hard not to. You, you have to really kind of work at it. And it's a lifelong you know. skill. Because one day you'll be like, yeah, I can mm -hmm. handle rejection. And then the next day, it, you know, it makes yeah. you weepy and question yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And the so. thing I would say about rejection in a power exchange, let's say the power exchange is going along just fine. You're happy mm -hmm. to be in the relationship, but you have brought up a thing to your partner that you'd like to do or try or experience, and they have rejected that idea. Um, that does not mean that you, like the relationship is over unless it is something that is you require to have a happy, healthy relationship. And you are like, this is my non-negotiable. Oftentimes it can be more of a, okay, we you don't wanna do this, what can we do? Or mm -hmm. if you can do this without pressuring a partner, we do not pressure partners when they're like, no, I'm not into that thing. Right. But if it's a thing where they need more time to learn more about it, or they have a misconception of what it is, if they are open to learning about it or having you talk to them about it or sharing why they're rejecting the idea and then they're willing to let you tell them, okay, you reject for this idea, but let me tell you what maybe you don't know. That's always a possibility. Something that you reject on at one point doesn't 
always mean it's never going to happen. Sometimes it might happen, but not if you pressure your partner. <laughs> if you if you make them feel bad or guilty for rejecting your idea, then we're we're in the manipulation kind of part of things and you know, if you if a partner feels like they have to say yes to something to keep the relationship or to keep you happy or to avoid whatever bad feelings they don't want to avoid, that's coercion. <laughs> we're, we're not mm-hmm. we're not working with uh, enthusiastic informed consent anymore. No. So it's a tricky line. You know, I think it's OK if your partner's willing to tell you, OK, why is this a no? Like if they're willing to have that conversation with you, um, I think in power exchange one should do their best to be more open to trying to explain why. But sometimes the answer is, I just don't like it. And that has to be enough of a reason. (laughs) But sometimes the answer is, oh, well, I think it's this, like some stereotype of it. Yeah. Like when I asked if, we've told this story multiple times, when I asked if you thought you might be a daddy dom, you literally laughed. Yeah, And here we are today. Right. Very much, in my mind, the epitome of a daddy dom. um, Because you had misconceptions about it. So you, yes, you rejected that sort of path and that view, but it wasn't a reject because this is a hard limit and don't ever talk to me about this again. This will always be a no. It was more of a, this is what I think it is and I'm definitely not that. And it allowed over time for us to have conversations about it. So there's also that, which is highly nuanced. (laughs) And it is a fine line between, is this something that the person is open to talking about, maybe learning more about and thinking about versus this is a hard no, excuse me, this is a hard no and we need to leave them alone about it. Rejection of you as a person for the relationship, the breakup part, any tips on how to handle that level of rejection? Um. I think there what needs to be done, I, th- I think the best thing you can do after breakup is is self-care. Yeah, take and, care of yourself and, for sure. And a lot of it because, you know, it's, it's easy to fall into a mindset, you know, um, after a breakup, woe is me. Right, nobody will ever love you me. Know, I'm lost and alone forever. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and that is not true. That is absolutely not true. And, and self-care for yourself is is so important. You know, um, do things that feed your soul, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it, it, it's being with friends who, who you know, can support you. Um, do things that you love to do. Um, you know, dive into a hobby. That, right. that you like or that you've been wanting to try, you know, try something new, but but take care of you. And sometimes that means for a little bit, you need to withdraw from kink and the mm-hmm. BDSM, maybe not community, like if you have friends that, you know, friendships you've built, but like maybe you don't go to a munch because that's a little too hard for you right now. Maybe yeah. you don't go to the club. Maybe you're not, mm-hmm. you know, watching videos or whatever it is that, you know, reminds you of this thing that you've lost that you no longer have. The other thing I would say, because I hear it from people who are like, well, we were only in this dynamic for insert, imagine short amount of time ago. I don't feel like I, I'm allowed to feel as bad as I do. You get to feel as bad as you feel. I don't care if the relationship was a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years. You thought that something was going to happen. You were invested. I imagine in this relationship, in this dynamic, hell, you might've gone through 
everything of starting negotiations to negotiating it to actually experiencing the power exchange and now it's over that's a loss that's a that's a thing you Mm -hmm. get to grieve you know we always say be careful that you don't get stuck there like you know you have there's no timeline for how long you need to grieve um but sometimes people can get stuck there and it it becomes you know unhealthy at a certain point how long is that i can't tell you um but i think that you are you ought to, and I would encourage people to feel your feelings, like just be sad, be angry, be whatever. Don't be toxic. Don't be stalkerish, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. know, right. like honor the grief that you feel. It's legitimate. Your feelings were legitimate. Um, and, and yeah, as you're going through the grief, as you come out of the grief, whatever it is, take care of yourself and do things that make you feel good to the extent that you can. For some people that's diving into kink and being in that space with friends and community. And for mm-hmm. some people it's pulling back a little bit until they feel ready. There's right. no some, right or wrong. Some, some people, you know, at that point want to be out and about among friends. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, um, you know, need the time of, of being an introvert and, and doing some self-reflecting you know, everybody's different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we do have both podcast episodes and I think videos on YouTube about DS breakups. So if you're looking for more, come search our site or our channel and you will find it. Next question. Any beginner friendly tips for a service submissive? I'm going to interject and say we have an entire episode on service Mm -hmm. submission. I am a service submissive. So it's one of those topics. I'm like, oh yeah, I got things to say. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you have any beginner friendly tips? Um, I I think the the best tip I could give someone at that point would be to say, you know, learn what the person you are serving wants. Ask them, what would you like? Yeah, you know, you're not a mind reader. So, you know, sure, there are some things you could probably figure out by, you know, clues, watching them. Right, you know, conversations you've con- had. Conversations you've had. But, you know, yeah, the best way is just just ask. Yeah. How, how can I? How can I serve? How can yeah. I help? Um, right. I think it's also good to think about what you're naturally good at. So mm-hmm. if there are skills that you have that can help your partner, it might be that they don't even know to ask if for you to do that um it's okay to say hey i'm kind of good at this or i enjoy doing this fill in the blank with whatever that might be uh i'm really good at managing people's schedules so guess who manages the family schedule that would be Mm me um pre-perimenopause and brain fog and whatever the hell's going on with my head and hormones and all of that i was really good at staying organized like i technically am i just have to use way more tools at my disposal and so i tend to keep jb and myself very organized like that's Mm -hmm. those are the things i do that are um service related and i think that those are the there are things that we you can do as a service submissive that aren't on sort of the here's the top 10 things you can do to serve right as a submissive Mm -hmm. kind of lists that are out there um because they're a little bit more nuanced it's about what what you can do for your partner that you have a talent for and an aptitude for and a desire to do. The other beginner friendly tip would be start really fucking slow. Um, service submission tends to come with lots of rules, lots of tasks, lots of sort of daily or weekly or monthly mm-hmm. protocols that you follow as a way to serve. 
that is something you build up to. That is not something you do on day one. On day one, we start with like a thing that you do to serve a task, a rule, not a dozen. Um, that's how you get overwhelmed. That's how you get burnt out. Um, you want uh, talking to the doms out there. You want to build your partner up and build up their confidence in themselves. So you start with one thing, you let them kind of like get that down and get it to where they, they feel like they can do this. And then with their consent and through plenty of communication, then you add something else. And the pace of that, how fast you add things depends on what the tasks are, what the service is, and how quickly they you're a submissive adapts and feels confident. But we start slow. That's probably my biggest beginner friendly tip. And then yeah, the second one is, submissives ask what you can do for your partner it is not service if your partner doesn't want it from you okay it is you feeling submissive without the input (laughs) and consent of your dominant Mm -hmm. it's not service if it only serves you and your dominance like but i didn't i didn't ask for this and i don't want this and this doesn't benefit me in some way so don't assume ask yeah yeah <laughs> I know I've come across plenty of people who are like, but this is a way that I can serve and and this makes me happy. And I'm like, but my my dom is unhappy with me. Well, yeah, D- did y'all talk mm-hmm. about it? Did they want you to do this for them? There are plenty of horror stories from the internet. Quite frankly, from my view, most often with femdoms, ad- excuse me, femdoms and male subs, where male subs will send a DM of, here's all the things I can do and that you can do for me. And it's like, uh, we're back to kink dispenser kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not about negotiating something that is mutually beneficial for both partners. It's about saying, you know, a person goes, here's my list of demands and here's what I'm gonna do for you, whether you want it or not, because it's what I do. That ain't service. That ain't service. Mm -mm. That ain't service. So. Okay, and just as a reminder, we have a whole episode on service mission. Search the podcast on our website, search YouTube, it's there. Okay, here we go. Man, folks have questions about ending relationships. Uh, here's hmm. one. What is your best advice for dealing with the healthy ending of a dynamic? Ooh. I know, they happen, I know they happen. Yeah, yeah. I haven't witnessed it or been a part of one, but I know they happen. <laughs> um. I, I think that I would have to say it would have to come down to, you know, treat the ending of the relationship the same way as you would treat the beginning mm-hmm. of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, try to do it with respect, with honesty. Uh, you know, there's no need for for name calling or or uh, you know shaming someone right. or anything like that. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, things take time to kind of let the, let the dust settle. And also there's the, uh, the other end of, you know, the, the demanding to have information that the other person's not willing to give, the begging and pleading, mm-hmm. the, you know, I, I like how you say treat the end like you treat at the beginning, you know, keep the lines of communication open if the other person wants that, but yeah. respect the person's boundaries. If they say, hey, yeah. I, I don't wanna, I can't do this anymore. I don't wanna do this anymore. This, I, whatever, whatever it is, okay. So that means, you. Can, I think you can ask questions in that initial conversation. Um, 
can I text you? Can I DM you? Do you want mm-hmm. Do you want to keep the lines of communication open at all? Um, I think ask those questions, sure, but then respect the answer they give you. And sometimes the answer will be, I don't know what I want, but how about you let me reach out to you? Well, okay, mm-hmm. well that means no 2 a.m. Uh, <laughs> uh, texts, uh, walls of text, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Just, just respect whatever it is they tell you. And this is in those healthy endings of relationships, not the toxic shit, not the the bad breakups. That that's a different set of rules mm-hmm. where sometimes the answer is blockity block block block. Right. But quite frankly, even in a healthy ending, the what might be good for your mental health when a relationship ends is that you do mute them or you do block them or you know because maybe seeing reminders of them is too painful. It is up to you whether you tell them first or not that you're going right. to do that. Um, but, you know, you can still do the, take those actions to take care of yourself and it not be part of a toxic breakup. Um, but yeah, like if you're having sort of like the grown up conversation of, okay, this is ending, how do we want this to end? Yeah, I think if you ever get that luxury, you negotiate it like you negotiated the start. How, what does this look like? What does this mean? What's What are you comfortable with? What are you not comfortable with? Some people, I am one of them. I am not a can be friends with my ex kind of person. Like once I'm done with you, I'm kind of just done with you. <laughs> but other people can be like that, that works yeah. for them. And so, you know, there's a little bit of know yourself, but also respect when they tell you whether they can or can't be that way. So, yeah. Okay, next question. Moving in together soon, how to prep for transitioning DS Dynamics to 24-7 uh, Total Power Exchange. We have episodes on this. Oh, yeah. yeah we have so yeah. many episodes on this. Right. Uh, we have podcast episodes that are old as fuck. And we have a couple of like new, one, maybe two newish videos on YouTube. So if you go to any of our places and just type in long distance relationship, it'll come up. Mm-hmm. But how to prep for transitioning be prepared for expectations to change be prepared for your plan to fail miserably right (laughs) plan if you are a planner go ahead and plan right but just know you might have to throw out the plan exactly um yeah we 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 did we 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 hit the wall on that one we had big plans yeah we We did we were ambitious we spent weeks and months talking about what we thought it would look like right we had our expectations set way up there oh they were not even realistic we were going to do all the things Uh i do think the one thing we did really well that i don't like i think sometimes you think about it and sometimes you don't we knew that the rules and the routines and the things we had done long distance, there were some of those that just didn't make sense once you were in person. Correct. You know, why am I going to send you a Absolutely morning text? That's, that's silly. You know, <laughs> um, it wouldn't have worked with our life for me to, let's say, call you at work every morning to replace the morning text. Like, that wouldn't have made sense. So talking about what can't carry over from long distance mm-hmm. to in-person uh, as a good conversation to have. Talking about what might be able to carry over and you just adjust it, that's a good conversation to have. Um, I think, yeah, being realistic about what you're able to do and being patient with both your partner and yourself. We went in guns blazing with all these things I was gonna oh, do. Yeah. I very quickly became overwhelmed and we literally like shut down the power exchange for like two weeks because there's so much to like moving in together. There was 
family dynamics. There were mm-hmm. uh, there was chaos of the apartment. There was unpacking and yeah. building furniture and getting our life organized so we could then try to start living it and adding in and trying to remember and maintain rules and the things we had negotiated for the power exchange. It, it, I couldn't do both. It just was not right. even an option. No. Um, and so then when we did come back from that break, we did what we always recommend and we recommend it because it works. We went super fucking slow. Yeah, we did. Super, super slow. Yep. Adding yep. sort of like one at a time kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But keep managing your expectations and, and understanding that no matter what your plan is, it, it might not actually it work in works. real life. It, it makes it easier if you can kind of go, oh, yeah, well, we thought that might work, but that, that's not working. It's not so working. let's shift gears. Mm-mm. Yeah. Because um, if what you do is you go in with this is the plan, we have to execute the plan, we cannot deviate from the plan, you have just stressed everybody out. And now potentially both of you are miserable and somebody's probably feeling like a failure and somebody's wondering what the hell happened to your dynamic and maybe both of you are feeling that way. And it's it's unnecessary. Just stay flexible. Make your mm-hmm. plan. Have the conversations about what you think it'll be like. Right. Yeah, then, keep keep your <coughs> excuse me. Keep your expectations um, realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make your plans, but be willing to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Next question: hmm. What is a first-time club BDSM club visit like, especially if you are a monogamous couple? So I'm going to interrupt before you answer. I find that curious that there might be a perception that visiting a BDSM club or dungeon mm-hmm. would be somehow different for a monogamous couple versus a, you know, non, um, non-monogamous couple. Yeah. So for the record, it's not necessarily walking into an orgy where you are expected to just get naked and fall right. into a pile of bodies. Um, it really is not. You know, I, 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 and I think that comes from, and you know what? I'm, I'm not surprised no, I'm not to surprised hear either. that, I'm not surprised that, either. that, that portion because you hear um, so many people, you know, talking about being polyamorous mm-hmm. anymore, which, which is a good thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But you hear it so much that you almost get this feeling it's expected to be the norm. Yes. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Which which is not really no. the case. Um, you know, for, first time to a dungeon. For most anybody, uh, it does differ from from club to club, but yet the more things change, the more they They stay stay the the same same, kind of thing. Um, Of the two dungeons that I have been to uh, as a first-timer, they just don't take and throw you into the action and say, hey, no meat. Right, right. No, (laughs) no. no. That that is not what happens at all. And give Um, major side-eye to any any individual who is like that to you at a club. Like, that's gross behavior um you know both times at at two different clubs um on hearing you're 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 a new member you know especially first time to any club period um you know you fill out your membership forms they take you on a tour they they take you on a tour they give you a a list of rules and they will go over Mm -hmm. the list of rules with you Mm -hmm. um you know princess rawas made a good point you know not all dungeons even allow sex and that's absolutely true here in the state of florida 
I know, and you know it, what? I don't think it's always about sex, though. I think people think that they're going to be, ex and because we have had friends who had this concern, mm -hmm. that they're going to be expected to scene, or they're going to be expected to like negotiate a scene with multiple mm -hmm. people or people they don't know. And you know, for for plenty of uh, couples, that kind of stuff is private between the two of them, so they are not even interested in having a different scene partner. So yeah. yes, I think sometimes people mm -hmm. think it's just a sexual orgy, but I also think there are people who think, oh, I've walked in, I now have to play with anybody who approaches right. me, or that will be the expectation. Look, you need to run from a place if you think that, if you yeah. walk in and that's how they treat you. Right. Like, um, you know, so, mm -mm. so, you know, um, the other thing they do a lot of times, they will point out the dungeon monitors. You know, yes. Um, in 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 one dungeon, they they have uh, name name tags that they wear. Mm -hmm. uh, another or another dungeon, bands. they they had armbands with with uh, like little flashy little lights. flashy lights. Mm -hmm. You know, and and if there's anything, you know, these are the people. But you know, they they don't. And you know, um, in in most dungeons that I'm familiar with, and I'm going by what I know from the state of Florida, and different areas have different have, kind of have cultures, kind and of cultures and, and community. Right? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, nudity is allowed, mm -hmm. um, but you don't have to be. Nude. I know it's so funny that I understand how this happens and why people sometimes feel this way mm -hmm. that just because something is allowed and people engage in it does not mean that the whole room is expecting mm -hmm. you to join in this in healthy uh thriving communities it is all about consent so yes there will be you know bad actors and people who are but in general just because this person's taking their clothes off does not mean mm -hmm. you have to take your clothes off right. you're not a air quote this like outcast weirdo whatever because you might sit quietly and observe and mm -hmm. like the the first not... time the first time i took you to phoenix you were um you know surprised to see everything from full nudity full okay saw all the to bits. to you know everything in between to people mm -hmm. wearing you know People were wearing their street clothes. They weren't street, even wearing fetish right, gear. Like, right. And some places will have the rule that to the door of the club, streetwear. Like you need to look as uh, kind of vanilla. Yeah. When you walk in the door mm -hmm. and you're then in the sanctity of the place, then okay. Right. It's, uh, they, they have changing rooms right. where you can go get out of your street clothes and, and put on your fetish gear or, or whatever it is that you want to wear. And yet and, you don't And you have don't have to. to do that. You don't. Everything mm -hmm. you see happening... You don't have to engage in or do. Right. It is perfectly acceptable to go to the club and never actually get on a piece right. of equipment to just observe or depending on how the place is set up, yeah. the, sometimes the social area is completely separate and sometimes it's integrated, but to just be in the social area and just hang out with people. Right. Because maybe and you saw them at a munch that day and you went, hey, let's go to the club and like, let's just hang out a little bit more in a different environment. And you know, even if you are approached by somebody, you know, would, would you like to do a scene? Right. You know, you're you're you you're in a place where consent should be everything right you know it's okay to say no mm-hmm mm -hmm. exactly so um we took friends to their first ever dungeon we try i think we tried to take them to their first ever dungeon experience and the dom was like down for it he was feeling comfortable but mm -hmm. his submissive partner even though we assured her multiple times nobody's going to have any expectations of you you can come in right. you can just sit quietly you could sit in the background you don't have to talk to anybody there are times i'm not talking to anybody 
back when I used to get to go and people mm-hmm. knew me like I would be polite but like I wasn't engaging in conversation and that was okay and we were like I, I promise you we would not bring you to a place where you were pressured to do anything you weren't comfortable with and for her it was just it was more than she was willing to do and so I think we got them there for a little bit and then they left very very early which was fine Mm -hmm. nobody batted an eyelash they went okay I was so glad you stopped by for even this 10 minutes like it's now again are there people who do not respect consent do not respect boundaries of course and they exist in every part of humanity certainly in the bdsm world we all know that so yes you will sometimes come across a person who is not as respectful of those boundaries or whatever as possible first of all like you said go tell somebody because that's a problem but second of all that should never be the norm quite frankly the places and the the parts of the community i've existed in even when i've been at my most socially awkward socially anxious worst were super respectful of the fact that of, of just the fact that I existed and maybe didn't even want to talk. Like consent is key in the best parts mm-hmm. of the community and in the places you want to frequent, they're going to make that top priority. And they're going to make that clear to you from yeah. the moment you walk in. So yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. Anything else you want to add for that? Nope. Okay. These next two are not questions and normally I would ignore them, but I think you could use the little, the little, perk uh, okay. and the little like positive uh, reinforcement. And also I, it's just nice to read nice things about yourself sometimes. Okay. So the first person said, not a question, but I love how you share how me- mental health affects your DS and kink. Thank you. Thank you. And the next one says, this is back to back, two different people. So mm-hmm. uh, nothing to ask. Just wanted to say you're doing a great job. Love the podcast. Mm-hmm. See? Thank- Thank you. I always feel awkward when people say nice things about us. <laughs> and yeah. yet there are times when I'm like, you're kind of in the grind of like, this is what we do. We got to do mm-hmm. it. You worry you're not doing it good enough. You you know, I could see every flaw and error. I promise you when you do point out a flaw or error, I've seen it 10 times. I'm cringing, you know, whatever. So when people say nice things, it's it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're not complete shit. Yay. <laughs> okay. This one is fully for you completely for you. I I can't answer it at all. Okay. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. Do you think you could ever make a kinkery toy that could also be electrified for electroplay? Ooh. If you don't know, we have a shop called the kinkery, thekinkery.com, where JB makes toys and we hmm. sell them. Yay. I may have to give that that I may have to give that some thought. I like that. I um, off, off the top of my head, I'm not sure, but um, yeah. I mean, we do love Electroplay. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, let's just add that to your list. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You who, prior yeah. to this time away, were feeling like the, the pressure of me being like, any product, mm-hmm. any product, make me product. Let's develop a whole new one. Actually, mm-hmm. I think it would be fun, though. It would mm-hmm. be fun. Okay. Yep. So, uh, next one. A vi- uh, I can't read. Sorry. Advice on ways to communicate boundaries to a partner in a non-verbal, judgment-free way. Say that, I'm sorry, say that again. You're fuzzy. Yeah. Advice on ways to communicate boundaries to a partner in a non-verbal, judgment-free way. 
Um, nonverbal, no words, nonverbal. Ooh. Right. So I'm going to say that there are probably people out there who have some tips and tricks because maybe mm-hmm. there are, you know, health reasons, medical reasons, mental health reasons, neurodivergent reasons why somebody might right. need a nonverbal communication. I am only, I only know how to communicate verbally. I can't even read facial expressions sometimes. I mean, big ones, like I can tell if you're happy, I can tell if you're angry sometimes, but like that whole, oh, we talk to each other with our eyes. I can't do that, Mm-mm. but people can. I know, I know. People there, there who, are, like, there are people who can. Um, I, I mean, the thing that comes to my mind as mm-hmm. nonverbal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, would be to write. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. You're using words. You're just not saying them. And I'm Correct. a big fan of writing out down the hard thing. Yeah. Like I can't say the thing because it's hard for me, but I can write it down, mm-hmm. edit myself, right, to like a ridiculous amount. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord. Mm-hmm. And then so that might be a way. I mean, there. But if was, we're talking about not using words at all. I yeah. Personally, don't know. I'm, I mean, there was a time. So long ago, I, I can, it's, it's at the edge of my memory mm. when you had a hard time using your words with me. Oh, God, you poor thing got so many long emails. Yes. And then there were times where I didn't want to email for whatever reason, and I would get literal paper and a pen. And then you would wake up to three pieces of paper, college ruled only. I mean, that's just what mm-hmm. I do. Front and back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with I mean, all of my thoughts. Yeah. So that, and and that's why I say that because you know it, they're they're saying nonverbal to me verbal then connotates speaking right speaking so you know then then write it if that's a, a comfortable way in in know. my opinion the only way <coughs> to make sure your communication is as clear as possible is words have to be involved in some way now how mm-hmm. you communicate those words yeah sometimes right. it's not speaking it's writing sometimes you are not like. Hello, people who use sign language exist. They they are speaking mm-hmm. and not vocalizing words. So, th- whatever path you can can use to communicate your thoughts is a valid one. Um, are there ways to? I don't want to say intuit and be intuitive with one another because that's a slippery slope of you mm-hmm. have you have to really know a person. Correct. Um, that's that's way too fuzzy for me but i have no doubt that there i mean we've had we have come this is not about king this is our personal life we have conversations where the youngest kid will go i don't think nonverbal is quite the right expression because it's a it's selective it's not like constant but like that like just he cannot speak Mm -hmm. right um and in that case we do a lot of yes or no questions or giving two options one or two and then he uses like pops up like a finger goes to the first one, the second one. Um, so yes, I know that occurs. And then there are ways to communicate non-verbally in those mm-hmm. kinds of situations. And I have no doubt that there are folks out there who have that kind of experience and have figured out that way, but there, somebody is still communicating thoughts and, and using words in some way to do yeah. it. So yeah if mm-hmm. speaking is not an option option or talking in whatever way whether that's like sign language with hands or whatever mm-hmm. then writing it down beyond that i can't imagine i just don't have the experience to imagine anything else so um yeah you know um there there's different things too you know you're if you're um 
talking about communicating during a scene without being verbal. Yeah. Um, you know, there there are a number of things you could do. Um, hand signals. Hand signals, hand you know, movements. finger. One one finger means you're okay. Two finger, right. you know, means no, this needs Sometimes to stop. Somebody holds um, somebody something. Somebody holds something uh, like, like a ball or a right. piece of paper. If you drop it, that means, you know, every that that's a stop. Right. Everything comes I've heard to of people stop. snapping or stomping their feet. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard of that. Those, you know, when I think of the question communicating boundaries in a judgmental, a non judgmental way, I'm thinking about negotiating the play and then nonverbal ways to communicate I'm stop or this needs to end or whatever that I think of those two things as two separate things, but maybe this person was thinking of all of that kind of together. I don't know. Um, But yeah, if you can't say it, like if we're talking about, I'm struggling to say what's on my mind, Mm -hmm. writing it down is our go-to option. Correct. And you do not have to be a professional writer. The spelling doesn't have to be correct. Mm-hmm. The grammar doesn't. You know what you have to do? You have to make sure the other person can understand can what I, you've right. what you've tried to communicate. That's all you got to do. So, yeah, that's that's how I would say that. Um, I will let her out. Lola wants to go outside, so I will kill 30 seconds of time until JB can come back. And I can read this comment slash question. How slowly can I speak? There she goes. And how quickly will she want to come back in? Actually, I think what Lola's doing is doing her daily lay on the back patio and recharge uh, with solar power. Yes. Because it's hot as blue blazes out there, but she is sure shit on concrete in the full sun with no shade, happy as a clam. Mm -hmm. Like just, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Okay, next one. Uh, would y'all do an episode responding to an email from a cricket about kink and their life? So you and I talked about, it's not unheard of. A couple of times we've gotten emails where the thing that was being asked was something that I had no doubt in my mind other people go through. And we mm-hmm. turned the core question into, into a an whole episode. Topic. Yeah. And, yeah. Into an episode. And then you and I had, oh little bit back maybe a year maybe less eh, several Mm -hmm. months ago talked about doing shorter episodes where we solicited questions from people like they used a a special page on our website or whatever and then we recorded episodes just answering that one question right um and i can't remember why we didn't move forward with that nor do i did we just get busy did my my spicy brain just go squirrel and forget <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so what i would say is if uh anybody is interested in something like that where we did really short it would be probably podcast and video yeah where we literally just took a question and pulled out any identifying details and went here's the question we've been asked and here and it might be like less than 10 minutes it, it might not y'all know us but it might be <laughs> um i will say that from my experience we're it, we've slowed down in getting questions submitted to us and emailed to us i've got one in my inbox now that i just i gotta have the the emotional energy and the brain power to to like look at and answer and whatever so if you know that's you i see you i'm not ignoring you i'm just trying to get to the right moment to answer that has slowed down over time which is fine mm-hmm. um but I remember when we were getting lots and lots of questions in our via email. The reality is, as much like the joke that is, is said about you know Reddit 
questions on Reddit, the answer like 85% of the time is communicate. And yeah. so I would be hesitant to try to do that where if all we're saying every week is, well, you need to talk to your partner. You need to talk to your partner. So that might've been why I didn't like, because you and I had a conversation, you went, yeah, I'd be kind of down for that. Cause those, mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't take a lot of time and we could fit that in. Or whatever. Right. I don't, I don't know why we didn't move forward. So what I'm saying is if it's something you would be interested in little short episodes answering like a question, and I don't mean it would, re- it would not replace our weekly like long conversation would be no. in addition to, uh, comment in the places where we are connected, social media, email, show notes page, YouTube comments, whatever, and let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's an, I think this might be our last question. Okay. Okay. As a dom, how do I properly ask for a spicy pick from my submissive? I usually never ask for one. Love the Mm. podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. So how would you properly ask for a spicy pick from your sub? Mm. 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 I would love to see a sexy picture of you. I think that oh, that's kind of sexy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> when we were long distance, we actually negotiated that there were certain pictures I would send daily or near daily right. that were definitely spicy. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the the respectful uh, approach you would take for asking for a kink thing or negotiating yeah. a kink thing. Kink thing. Mm-hmm. Let them know this is something you would like to see for them. Give them the opportunity to like go, no, no, thank you. I'm not down for that. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you just approach them with just the mutual respect for them that you have as a partner, mm-hmm. and you've already got something negotiated in place, and remember that you can bring, both partners, both sides of a slash, can bring up a renegotiation at any point. Like, hey, right. I've been, I would love to get these pictures of you. Is that something we can discuss? Would you right. be comfortable with it? Can mm-hmm. you? Know, if so, can we? I don't know. Do you want them daily? Do you want them weekly? Do you want them when you ask and they can comply? Like, mm-hmm. however that would work for yeah. both partners. You know, but be be wary of the people that say yo send nudes, right? Oh God. <laughs> or or the one that I've most recently experienced. Somebody sends a dick pic and they're like, oh, so you're going to return the favor now, right? Uh, this was not a favor. This was, right, right, right. This was an assault this, on my this, eyeballs. This, this was not negotiated here. Uh, uh, like, did not ask to see this. I'm a fan <laughs> of penises, but I'm only a fan of the penises of people that who are connected, the penises connected to that I like and have some kind of like established rapport with. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I am will never be. I'm not that person who's going to be real excited about random penises like jumping out of the bushes at me. Like that's not. That's no, no, no. Instead of a jack in the box, you get a penis in the box. Just pops up, like <laughs> unfurls. <laughs> or hey, are they a grower? They just kind of, they just kind of, mm. yep, yeah, yeah. They inflate yeah. slowly, like the the little wavy, the little things, wavy yeah. man. But he start. They always start out like collapse, and they yeah. slowly go up, and then they just wave Rain. back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No. So yeah. now. For many people, especially because of the connotation with how dick pics are sent, just mm-hmm. willy nilly pun intended, uh, nope, it, it is. is it can be different. But when you're in an, a you're already in a power exchange, this person has some level of connection and partnership with you. You know, if you want a one off, you just would really like to see them. Then you just ask, you just ask, and maybe you make it sexy, and maybe you just, you know 
plainly ask, um, but they have to know and they have to feel like they have the ability to say no safely. But if it's something you like would like it to be a little bit more regular or part of your power exchange in some way, then you bring it up as a, you would negotiate anything. Um, I don't think the automatic asking of a partner for a nude or a spicy pick is disrespectful. It's it's in the how you ask. It's, right. is it a demand when you've never negotiated? Like you and I negotiated that. And so then because you negotiated mm-hmm. that, you could demand it because it was part of the power exchange. Yeah. But the first time was not a demand, it was a request. Mm-hmm. And even when it was the sexy dom like demand thing, if something was going on and I could not comply, I always had the freedom to go, Oh, nice. Uh, however, here's what's going on. Can right. we defer this, right? Uh, can I do this later? Yeah. So it's long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. Um, I think it's like anything. Yeah. Uh, like anything else you want to do in your power mm-hmm. exchange, just bring yeah. it up, talk to, to yeah. your partner, make sure they know they can, you know, not give consent to it safely. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, respect their boundaries. Right, but you there's. Know. Yeah, and don't demand until you have their consent to demand. It can be sexy to have like, you know, a pick demanded. Right. When I know that that is a possibility, I've already had the opportunity to, you know, say, yeah, sure, ask for those, that's Mm -hmm. great. So, yeah. Okay, so those, let me double check. I wanna wanna make sure I'm I'm right, but I think, ah, I don't know what I did, okay. That was the last question. All Yay right. for that. Um, thanks to everybody who submitted questions. Um, some good questions. There are some good questions. Yeah. I like doing Q&A um, episodes because y'all experience things that it's we're not always thinking about or y'all are experiencing things that we talked about. I mean, we've been going in this uh, podcast since 2015, mm-hmm. like a long time. There's some old ass episodes. So it's nice to kind of have that brought up and out and we try to create lots of opportunities to ask questions um the monthly friday night live stream that's mm-hmm. a q a we did yeah i was getting my ass beat for money at last month's q a mm-hmm. and we were still trying to answer questions uh i did notice that people were more interested in uh how hard can kayla get hit with that thing than they were asking questions but we did do both this month there will be none of that, but we we like to do that. And then we offer that as a perk of our Patreon membership, not to plug that again, patreon.com slash go the Lords, um, because we wanna answer questions because we right. can come up with topics and things that are of interest to ourselves all day, well, not all day long, but you know, yeah, and miss the mark on what people need to know, wanna know. Um, yeah. 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 This, um, I had a thought, I was like, I'm going to say that thought. And then it just went bleep, gone, just dribbled out <laughs> down out of my brain, down my ear. There was a thing I was gonna say that was related to Q and A. It's gone. Oh, I remember it now. I've even wanted to be one of those people to like use real, like, cause I like Instagram and I'm on reels and I don't do t- TikTok because I don't want to get kicked off. Cause I said the wrong word once, mm, fuck that. Anyway. I've even thought of, oh, if people ask questions, I could answer them through an Instagram reel. But then I remembered, I'm not concise at all. Not at all. It would be a 10 or 15 minute. Let me tell you all the thoughts that come to mind with this question, all the caveats, all the nuances I personally can think of, which is never all of the nuance (laughs) that there is. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So just to, 
just to reiterate, one, if you are interested in that idea of us doing like little shorter podcast episodes or videos where mm-hmm. we just answer a question, comment in the places where we're connected, let us know. Um, if you have other questions or as questions come up, just remember there are ways to uh, ask those questions. Um, and that is all I can think of that's related to the Q and A. Okay. And uh, you're too fuzzy to think of other things. You're right. You? Yeah, I know. I'm you, not even going to try. You, the, uh, the camera's too far away and, and you're just closer. If y'all could just, and podcast listeners, you can't, you could can just see his poor eyes. They're probably <laughs> they're like, like slits. Aren't they're, they? they're slits. And normally your eyes are like bright and shiny and like alive and awake. And yeah, no. <laughs> No. Not you poor thing. You no. poor thing. So So are we good? Well, I can never answer loud. Okay. But we're we're good to go on a bonus section. There you go. Okay. Okay. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. y'all. We in a way we'll see you next week. It'll be weird. I don't know. Yes, baby girl. Can we talk to the crickets, please? Sure. Yay! <laughs> what would you like to say? Well, I, you know, my my fuzziness. Um, <laughs> We're so fuzzy. Um, poor thing. Trip to New York was um, emotionally exhausting. Mm-hmm. It was uh, physically exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday uh, morning. I was awake something like 6.30 in the morning and uh, did not get to sleep at all that night. Uh, left for the airport at midnight for a 6 a.m. flight. Because of the bad weather because going through New bad, York. Bad weather New and, and um, you know, amount of time to, uh, uh, amount of time to get through, you know, security and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the flight to from New York back to Florida, which you know flew into the Tampa Bay area. Then a two and a half hour drive home. I know. It was so funny. I knew what the answer was, but I had to ask. I was like, okay, there's a lot going on on this Tuesday that you're coming home. Um, one of those things being middle school orientation for the 13-year-old. I was like, and JB is usually very involved with that stuff. He mm-hmm. goes to all of it. And I was like, I think I know the answer. But do you want to try and go to this? <laughs> it's like, uh-uh. No, <laughs> I'm not, not going to that. <laughs> not this time. Sorry. And he was, I don't know when you fell asleep, but when we got home and we had to run errands after it, so it was a while. Mm-hmm. We got home. He was out like a light, snoring hard, and then stayed that way. We got home at a little after four, and you stayed that pretty, way till after much five. Till, pretty much till, yeah, at, almost dinner time. And I needed you to wake up because I was like, I'm making an executive decision about dinner, but we ordered pizza but usually when we order pizza we'll go pick it up to save the delivery fee and i was like i don't i don't want to go pick it up and i don't think he wants to go pick it up but i do have to ask (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh bad cat i did get new york style pizza um the only way i got it was i went and you know found ordered it myself but i did get it and i loved every bite of it i know it looked good the pic the picture you sent me look great oh yeah it was the big the big 
huge slices and you know you fold it up and pick and it up and they're you know the cheese just did it have a good cheese you... pull like was that mozzarella oh yeah. Uh, yeah oh yeah yeah we don't get that with dominoes no 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 I will answer X's question in the live chat. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's about our previous live stream where uh, it was uh, Impact Play uh, demo, demos for dollars. X asked, how successful do we consider that last Friday night hangout? Um, financially? I mean, not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Uh, uh, mentally <laughs> and emotionally, pretty good. Um, we yeah. were... I'd, I would not call it subspace. Like I did not go into subspace, but I I was altered. Yeah, you <laughs> were you down. were in an altered state. <laughs> yeah, in an altered state. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, and and also, uh, the end was the hardest I've laughed in. I mean, I can't even remember the last time I laughed that hard. Mm-hmm. The end for anybody who is, I highly <laughs> encourage. You can fast forward through stuff. Just if you go, if you're not usually a YouTube person, or if you're like, okay, two and a half hours or whatever it was for the stream, that's a long time. Yeah. Just use a little slider thing and just fast forward through shit. Towards the end, when I'm like, okay, we're done, or we're about to be done, and I have been hit with all manners of paddles and mm-hmm. canes and like painful things. Oh my. <laughs> Tayshu. <laughs> Donates and says, "Okay, I think a pillow, right? Because I, I got hit with a pillow, but I think Tish, you correct me in the live chat. You basically were like, okay, this use a pillow, and it was the most absurd thing <laughs> that I'd ever experienced. But it was fun. I almost peed myself. I was laughing so hard. I was crying from laughing so hard. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, that was um, um, Marina. I was not in New York City." Um, the best and closest place to describe where I am, and even that uh, was a bit of a drive from where I was, uh, would be to say I was near Poughkeepsie. You were basically upstate New York. Yeah, yeah. upstate yeah. New York, about halfway between New York City and Albany. Okay. Pretty much, pretty much half, pretty much right at the midpoint. Like you're a little dot in between those in two between big those dots. those two big dots, gotcha. yeah. I'd have to look at a map. That doesn't yeah. mean anything to me, but okay. Yeah. I mean, I saw some of the pictures you sent up. Like, there's where your family lives and, like, your cousin who you stayed with and, like, mm-hmm. your dad who you went to, like, help out with stuff. Like, we're talking acres of yeah. land. Like, fields of land. I, like, I, rural, I y'all. barely had any cell service up there. I know. <laughs> oh, God. Barely had any cell service. Oh, my Lord. So... Yeah, I'm glad you're back. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to be back. Um, um, yeah, I went. I went up yeah. there to um, kind of observe for myself some concerns that were going on with family up there. Um, my concerns were realized. They're justified. They're you justified. Were, you were being told accurate things. I, I, I was given accurate information, um, but all parties involved don't want to. Nobody wants to take responsibility. No. Nobody wants to do the hard shit. Um, nope. Nobody wants to admit they might be wrong about anything. Correct. Uh, and you got the best and worst reminder of why you keep your distance. Yeah. And so we will go back to distancing. Um, yeah. Yep. And you came, You. I mean, we were trying to help the kids understand without being like, 
you know, too invasive with other people's private details or whatever, and mm -hmm. without like not trying to traumatize them, um, but to try and like, give them an idea of like why this was so stressful for JB and like why yeah. this was just a hot ass mess. And I, I might have thrown in, you think that we're crazy around here, but yeah. let me tell you how good you got it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they need that kind of perspective. Okay. Um, and uh, it's, it, we, it's a privilege to not be traumatized by your own family. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, we were talking about some of the things and I, and it was so funny. They picked up on some of the same details I did and without going into details that are not mine to share, mm -hmm. just to, JB is the black sheep of the family, rightly so, and I'm so grateful for it because the rest of that flock can go flock themselves. Right. Um, but they treat him with such disregard that at meal times he would one not be consulted with hey do you eat this would you eat this and two you know while they would have enough food for everybody they would not tell him that food had even arrived hey come on in and eat right I, I was, and i'm like yeah I, I was good enough to provide a, a full day's labor and all of the fucking emotional support and labor that you do to like go no 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 you're right to be angry no no you're you're right that's 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 incorrect or no mm -hmm. you're right that's toxic like you're you're good to be the shoulder for fuckers to lean on right but and i know it is it's it's so weird because it feels like in in all of what was what goes on and that the dysfunction and the toxicity like not being thought about or remembered at mealtime seems like such a small thing. And I don't know, I think part of it, obviously, I love you, I care for you. I'm mm -hmm. also your service submissive who fucking makes sure you eat. Also, to add a layer, I'm Southern and the way we show politeness and our manners is, and our care for other human beings is often through food. Like yeah. if you walk into some Southerners houses, you don't have to eat shit, but we gonna offer it to you because that's mm -hmm. what we do. Um, yeah. But it was just, it was this teeny tiny little, not even the most important example, but it like, excuse me, oh my God, I'm hiccupy today. It summed it all up. And I was like, you're never going to deal with any of that without me again, because one, I'll make sure your ass is fed. <laughs> and two, I'll tell a bitch what I really think and mm -hmm. how and where and when and with what speed they can go fuck themselves. So. So on, on the upside of, of the trip, um, I did get to reconnect with a cousin that I yes. haven't seen in, in many, many years. What, since you went to your grandmother's funeral, I think? Yeah. Yeah, and that was... 2010. Yeah, so... 13 years mm -hmm. ago sure mm -hmm. so it it was very nice to uh to reconnect with her um got to go to a a car show with her and her boyfriend mm -hmm. uh, which was a lot a lot of fun um what i didn't realize though is that uh it was the one sunny day we had up there <laughs> full full-on sun with no clouds just total blue sky mm -hmm. and before i left i i cut my hair shaved my head uh did not pack um any of my skull caps or even a hat uh so i'm a little sunburned on the top of my head and and across my forehead mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes you are yes you are yeah yeah so that that was interesting um the the weather the temperatures up there while i was there was absolutely beautiful yeah i'm jealous of that part um, <laughs> mid mid 60s 
you know, Fahrenheit during during the night, uh, low 80s during the day. How is the humidity? Because that's usually what's so. What humidity? Wow. I can't I mean, even imagine. I mean, compared, people were complaining. Oh, sure. That it was for humid. For them, it was probably you know, a lot. For, yeah. for them, it was a lot. Um, it was nowhere near the 100% that we have, you know, this time of the year. So, so to me, it, it was very nice. Um, my cousin kind of looked at me a little weird because every night I would go sit out on, on, on her deck Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they have a fairly decent size piece of property, almost two acres. And, and it, uh, faces a protected wetland. Mm, Okay. I didn't know that's what what um, you were looking out on. Um, you know, and, and I would sit out side on on the deck at night as the as the sun was setting and i would just watch the fireflies mm. and and it was it was wonderful i haven't seen fireflies in 20 years mm. maybe mm-hmm. fascinating yeah uh, so i mean that that was nice and and made up for all all the bullshit mm-hmm. i put up with yeah, I know. I mean, I know that it was a, a relaxing, calm moment in a week of utter madness and chaos. But mm-hmm. I don't know that it makes up for well, that. But yeah. it was a it was a balm to your soul. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. So I'm glad you had that. Mm-hmm. Silently mm-hmm. asked in the live chat: Is Kayla warming up to the idea of moving north? <laughs> no. <laughs> Summering in the north? Maybe. 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 Yeah. But moving? No. Because once the snow arrives, I want to be gone. I want to be so long gone. I want n- no. Now, now, but yeah, the uh, the whole going to where it is not like being on the surface of the sun. Yeah. For a couple of months, I might be down for that. I so poor Jamie's like, I'm never coming back up here for this family. This is I'm done with this. I'm like, I was like, no, no, no. I respect that. I'm with you. I got your back. Whatever you decide, mm-hmm. that's fine. However, what you're describing, uh weather-wise and view-wise sounds delightful. Are there redeeming qualities of the geographical location that one day we might we might go visit up there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go see those people either. However, could we go to that part of New York and just pretend they don't exist and still enjoy it? Is that an option? Because yeah, I can't yeah. imagine it being I mean, August and not yeah. melting. I just, my brain goes... I don't think that's there, real. There, there are some um, amazing wineries. I don't drink that wine. are up there. I mean, are they going to sh- serve me alcoholic sugar water? Because that's what I need them to <laughs> serve me. <laughs> Can I just eat the grapes? Not the. I don't think. I don't know. Do our grapes that you use for wine like good for eating? Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, cheese and crackers. That's a thing that people do with wine, right? I could just eat the cheese and crackers, right? Yeah, and drink okay. a diet coke. Yeah, okay. 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 <laughs> Actually, I'd like to vacation at your aunt's house. I'm near aunt. I'm sorry, your cousin's house, and just sit on her back deck. That sounds delightful. Right. <laughs> that sounds right. wonderful. That's all I need. Um, you know, and and there and there are a lot of things. Uh, up there of historical significance. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. That whole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That makes sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Um, so, you know, yeah, that's that's something that's not out of the question. To, okay. go, to go back up there for the for the family? No, we're no. not doing that. No, no, no. No, no, no. 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 We're not doing that. Nope. I'm done. My, yeah, no. my hands are washed of that whole situation. Yeah. You can't help somebody who don't want to help themselves. Correct. Um, so... 
yeah. So while you've been dealing with that and you've been, you were missed. Uh, mm-hmm. We we held down the fort pretty well, but it, yeah. we're in back to school prep. Fast and Furious day of recording slash streaming is Wednesday, August 9th. Tomorrow is the 13 year old's first day of school. Eighth grade, last year of mm-hmm. middle school. I do not know what that equivalent is <laughs> for non-Americans. Uh, I have no idea. Um, but it is the last year of what universally tends to be considered the most hellish part of, hmm. <laughs> of growing up. Um, and he's, we, we, he's been making progress this summer. He's gotten to decompress from the stress and anxiety and all the stuff he goes through with just like trying to survive, you know, mm-hmm. middle school life. Um, and he sort of blossomed a bit and like his, the snarky teenage part of him is definitely out in full force, which is <laughs> kind of delightful. Um, and he's a little bit more relaxed and now we're prepping to go back to school and I like, you just see him like tighten up. Um, and he's on a, fi- he's got a 504 plan diagnosed. He's on the, uh, the spectrum. He's got ADHD. He does need help, but not as much as maybe some other students do. Yeah. And I did not realize that it would be the guidance counselor who wanted to like cock block me in terms <laughs> of utilizing his accommodations. I was like, look, uh, one of his accommodations is he needs when possible prior notification to change, to, mm-hmm. to opportunity to transition from a thing to a thing. And well, look, we live in the real world. We know that's not always possible, but when it's possible, let's take advantage of it. And I was like, and I, the final email was like, I can think of no greater transition and change than the start of the fucking school year. Can he please, I didn't say fucking, I was polite. I, I want him to go to this orientation. They were doing orientation for only new students. No returning students were supposed to go. I was like, but I want my kid to go. I would like my kid to go. I think this will help my kid. Can we do this? Mm-hmm. And then come to find out because some returning students had like a sixth grade sibling coming in. There were returning students there. They weren't out in force, you know, parents who like saw that it was just for new right. students. Went, okay. I was like, why, why are you, why are you stonewalling me here? Just let, let say yes. And then we get there and his teachers, the ones we met are delightful, delightful. Mm-hmm. Talking to two of them, I. I'm now at that age where everybody younger than me looks like like looks young. You just mm-hmm. do. I'm sorry. Um, he's got a couple of Gen Z young teachers who are like. One teacher went, yeah, I had an IEP when I was in school, and so I I I get it. I understand, and I'm I'm here to help. And I just went. I we had walked on campus. I'd been like, oh my god. Your heart grew three sizes, didn't? Kind it? of, because once <laughs> I got like the weird uh from the guidance counselor. And the only reason I got my way is, well, a couple things I did, but one was I CC'd the person who's in charge of 504, 504s and IEPs and then quoted the 504. Like it was very frustrating, but I was like, like the moment we got on campus, I went, oh my God, what if these teachers are like dismissive of that? I know mm-hmm. what their legal obligation is, but we also know how people can be. No, every one of them that we talked about, talked to and about like some of the kids needs and like, how I try to support without being, you know, like too like mm-hmm. in the way and whatever. Like they were just, it was, it was delightful. Now we'll see how that goes in practice. Yeah. Once they're dealing with a hundred plus students, I can only fucking imagine. <laughs> I try to be really mindful of that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we, I accidentally caused him to have an existential crisis last night. <laughs> 
So we were talking about eighth grade, you know, how you do in eighth grade. And we were, what we were talking about was trying to find the methods and the tools for him that would help him maybe have a better experience and keep up with things better and blah, blah, blah. And then we'd work on it together and all that good stuff. I said, you know, unfortunately the way things work is how, what happens in eighth grade tends to dictate how you start high school. And then how those first couple of years mm-hmm. of high school go dictates what you're able to do and whatever. Later in high school, I said, and, and sadly some of that will dictate some of your college experience. And I was trying to do the, however, there are many paths you can take and there's no right way and you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Last night at bed, he was, I felt so bad for him. He was just so stressed out. Cause he was like, I don't want to move into an apartment when I'm 18 and go to college that way. I I don't think I could handle that. And I kept going, well, baby, you don't, you don't have, you don't have to. to. Yeah. That's the path your brother took. And that that's, mm-hmm. we think that's going to work really well for him, but you don't right. have to do that. He goes, we, we, we were talking to him trying, you know, it's perfectly fine if you want to go to the community college stay here and stay here, home. Right. You, you know, you don't have to do what your brother's doing. I was like, it's, you know, I said, and if you don't go to college, that's fine, but it's best to have an idea of what you want to do that doesn't require mm-hmm. a college degree, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, but you got time. He's like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I want Maybe I don't care what society tries to tell you. You don't have to know. And it was just, hmm. it was adorable and sweet and also like a little heartbreaking. And also like, I think, I think I contributed to this and I'm so sorry because it's the, the push and pull of he needs enough time with information to make the transition and it be at least the stress of it be manageable yeah. versus too much information has him worrying about a future that has not occurred yet. And I was like, oops, <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, this week it's all about getting him started with eighth grade. I think I'm hoping it's a better year than previous years. I think he is more confident this year going into this year than he has been. Um, and we'll take all that confidence he builds up in eighth grade and then throw him into high school at ninth grade. It'll be delightful. Um, but yeah, so, and then I was telling the 18 year old, he was like, I said, there's stuff I know we still need to get for the apartment to get you settled. But I was like, but let me get your brother started in school. And then I will turn all of my focus to you. And he goes, Hey, I can't wait to have all of your focus and attention. And look, it's a little intense, but. I get shit done. So <laughs> just accept it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, so. uh, it's just, things are finally like culminating, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is what we've been waiting for all fucking summer. Yeah. Uh, will I be a wreck when we abandon, I mean, leave the 18 year old in his apartment? Yes, I will be. I know I will be. I, I try, I'm actually trying not to spend too much time thinking about it now because every time I start thinking about what that day will be like, I start, Mm -hmm. I cry, I just cry. I'm like, God damn it. But then I think, well, maybe if I preemptively cry, (laughs) I'll hold it together. (laughs) I don't think that's true. That's never been true for me yet, but maybe, maybe. Um, So yeah, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we're, you know, there, there's some things we're looking forward to, mm-hmm. um, you know, with him being being up there. Um, apparently in September they do a, a family. Yeah, you and I have to talk about that. Oh. Uh, it's very expensive. Oh, is it yeah, really? It's very, 
they do a for the marching band because they're gonna do the marching band. They do a family night, and they do actually a family weekend. So like mm-hmm. the Friday night before game, you get to go see them rehearse. The Saturday morning before the game, you get to see them rehearse. Then they do a tailgate thing, which sounds like a ring of hell to me. <laughs> and then you can they have special seating for band parents um, in a specific section. When you go to you can go to the football game and get a specific seating and be near the band and whatever. And we were like, yes, we're on it. And then I finally mm-hmm. got the kid to send me the link for the information. And then I priced the tickets per person to do the whole extravaganza. And it's like $100 per person oh. for the weekend. Now there are things you can do that don't cost money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, Oh, okay. oh, this event is only for parents who have actual money. Oh, okay. okay. This, this might not be for us. So All we're right. going to figure it out. We're, we're, uh, we, we have other yeah. things to talk about. And I was going to say after dinner tonight. You we, know, we need to have like a, like a, the, it's so funny because not, you didn't have service and right. you needed to focus on what was going on in front of right. you. And also I don't like to talk about some of the nitty gritty things of like business or finances or whatever when like from that kind of distance. Yeah. So like I've been storing up all these things <laughs> Yeah. and then I was so, trying to wait you know, for the, him to be the, rested. The funny, the funny thing about it is, is, you know, all of the times, you know, either she's gone away or, or I've gone away on a thing. Um, you know, we never thought about FaceTiming. And this time when I left, I was like, you know, we're, we're going to FaceTime. Okay. And, uh, you know, like, okay. And you know, no fucking service. You did FaceTime me one night. One night. And then, so it started out, I was in the living room. The lights are on. Life is Mm -hmm. good. And then we kept FaceTiming. Once I figured out what that sound was coming from my phone after he called me, (sighs) y'all can't take me anywhere. Um, and so we did talk and I was in the living room and then Mm -hmm, I was putting mm -hmm. like shutting down for the night. You take care of the cats, take care of the dog, take a night. And then we get and go, I go into the bedroom and I'm like, I'm ready to lay down and go to bed. It's that time of night. (laughs) We're on FaceTime. And I lay down in the bed because I know when we get off the phone, I'm going to go to sleep and turn the light on and I'll turn the light off. And then it was just, I'm looking at a black screen. <laughs> the disembodied voice coming out. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I didn't think that. <laughs> but I don't do tired. this very well. We, do this very well. <laughs> it's, uh, we knew it was going to go off the rails when you called me like a regular phone mm-hmm. call. And you're like, hello, I'm like, hello, I'm ready to talk. And then I hear, Hang on, I'm going to try something. I didn't hear that. Oh, okay. I did not hear that. What I heard was the the ring sound of a FaceTime call. Okay. And I was like, it rang like two or three times. I'm like, what is that noise? What is that? Finally, I finally pulled my phone away and I look and I go, I don't know what's happening, but I think I know what's happening. But let me just hit this button. And then I went, and then I was just looking up your nose and you were looking at my nose. <laughs> we are those people. And I went, oh, yeah. that's. Yeah. That's the FaceTime ringtone. Mm-hmm. Didn't know. Didn't know. Um, uh, so yeah, it was. Yeah. It yeah. was comical because mm-hmm. we. Mm-hmm. You can't take us anywhere. Right. I know. I know. So yeah. But anywho. That's us. Yeah. That's. Who knows what what other uh, things will have happened by the time we do the live stream uh, on August eighteenth. Uh, I just keep saying that and saying that because uh, uh, we got some things coming up. Um, mm-hmm. That Oh, I think I meant to put that in the top of the announcements and I forgot. We are going to celebrate our podcast anniversary this year. That's right. Uh, I've got to get it organized. We have so many things we're going to give away. We're going to do a giveaway, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, so many things. <laughs> um, and I, of course, I like 
got wild with it. And so now it's a, I've got to figure out how best to organize the signing up for the giveaway part so that because there's so many things we want to have lots of winners of prizes mm -hmm. it's not we've done in the we've done it so many different ways in the past we've done big prize packs and then we've done individual products for individual yeah. winners and i went hey what if we had a, an item to give away a winner for every year we've had a podcast <laughs> and actually i think we're gonna have more than that um but then i was like oh shit, i gotta organize this and i was supposed to do that while jb was gone uh spoiler i did not uh <laughs> <laughs> so I got to do it technically on the week we're on break. So it's ready to go. But, and I'm like, now I'm waffling on what day I want it to start. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause our actual uh, anniversary is I think the 19th of yeah. August. Yeah. Sounds about right. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But as always, we're chaotic as fuck. Mm -hmm. Cause that's who we are. Right. And yes, I could keep talking and you are clearly ready for me to be I, done I'm, I'm, I'm fading. Yeah. Yeah. Were you yep. ever... Fully non-faded, unfaded. No. Fully in focus. I've, I've got a lot of sleep to catch up on. Yes, you do. Um, Tayshu asked how many years of the podcast. Uh, from 2015 to now, eight. Does it count as eight years, nine years? Yeah. The math would say eight years, but I think if you count it on your finger, it's nine years. I don't. Somebody please do the math for me and then tell me. <laughs> please tell me. Okay. We're going to go because yeah. you have clocked out. Yep. And I don't blame you. Okay. Okay. Thanks y'all for yep, thanks staying for to the joining us and uh, very end. Yeah, yep, hanging with us. Yep, and letting us be our chaotic selves. Mm -hmm. uh, no episode next week, but we'll, we'll have a stream on. Let me say it again: August eighteenth, nine thirty p.m. Eastern. Um, for podcast listeners, you might get a little like blurby thing. We might slip into your feed because we got stuff mm -hmm. coming up. We want to be able to announce, but we'll yep. see. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.